Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 175 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am once again joined by my wonderful co-host, Ray. How's it going, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. I'm excited for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, I am too. We have this is this has been long in the coming. <laughs> so, how you been? It's been a little bit of time. It has. It's <laughs> been uh, obviously, you know, as we know, it's it's was always going to be a, a semester, unlike any we've ever had. Um, yes. But I have to say, it's it's been you know as good as can can be expected. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing really well in my classes this semester. Um, we've sort of adapted to like a, a virtual recruitment, you know, season. Um, it's still a lot of work, but it's, it's kind of nice, uh, to be in a rhythm, to find a rhythm in all that, you mm-hmm. know? So been pretty busy, but, but finding like a good balance between rest and work and classwork and just not feeling like totally, I don't know. I feel like in past years at this time of year, I'm just like done. Yes. <laughs> I'm just totally spent. But you know, my my employer, the school that I work for, is has been really great about making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and making sure that, you know, we're staying healthy um what you know while we're while we're working. So that's been pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's really an important co- uh, component in all of this because I know, I know I am exhausted. <laughs> like if I have to do another zoom class, I'm so done, right? I'm so done with zoom. <laughs> yeah. I, I am, I am happy for zoom to go away after this. I'm, I'm almost more excited for the zoom to go away than the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty nuts. I, I mean, it's definitely a, it's a different type of exhaustion, but it's exhaustion nonetheless, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's weird because it's it's just you wouldn't think you would be as tired as you are from just sitting in front of the computer all day. I mean, I am a gamer, so yeah. I, I enjoy sitting in front of the computer all day, but it is it is something altogether its own. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that we're getting a chance to finally record this episode because gosh, we've been talking about new mutants for so long. Yes, and, and, and it has been it has been started and stopped and fixed and changed. <laughs> so at this point, honestly, I know I had been dreading it when it was first announced, but at this point, I was just kind of curious as to to what what it ended up being. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Oh man! Uh, before we get into that, what have you been what have you been working on? I know we've been busy, but have you had time to be geeky? Um. I've been kind of, I mean, one thing for sure is I've been geeking out on the artwork that I've been producing this semester. Uh, the paintings that I've been making lately have been unlike any artwork that I've ever made before in my life. So it's, um, and I've honestly been really geeking into that. Like it's, it's inspired a lot of uh, research, a lot of watching art documentaries, a lot of reading about, you know, contemporary painting and and sort of like diving deeper into certain artists from the past that I've, that I've always, you know, enjoyed. Um, so I've been like actually a really geeky art student this semester and I think it's coming through in my new work. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then just like, I'm, I'm seeing someone new. So it's kind of funny how you, you know, like 
we sort of like introduce our geeky side to new partners. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is an entire process. Right, Joe? Right? I feel like we could do an episode on that. Jeez. Um, but so so it's really interesting to see like to kind of recognize like how I'm approaching this and saying, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to hear from people like <laughs> from listeners out there, like how they handle this, because I think some people are just like, look, this is the shit I'm into. If we're going to watch something, we're going to watch this geeky ass shit, you know, even if you've never heard of it, or if you don't know, you know, what you're getting yourself into. I tend to, to sometimes I've done that, but this time around, I'm sort of saying like, okay, like what, what, what are things that are just good, whether they're geeky or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they happen to be geeky, like, great. Like that'll be sort of like an intro to that. But, um, so I haven't really been like part of me right now, Joe is going like, oh, I I binged all of the Marvel movies at the beginning of the pandemic, literally, right? Like 20, whatever movies it was in, in one week. I think I watched them all. And um, now I'm like kind of wanting to go back. <laughs> but I'm like, that's such a thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's an undertaking. Like, if I'm gonna watch those movies with someone new who knows nothing about Marvel, nothing has never seen a Marvel movie. That, like, like, I, I guess, I guess that that tells you what kind of bubble I live in. Because the idea <laughs> of somebody that is still exists out there that hasn't seen a a single Marvel movie, yeah. like, I it just it blows my mind. Joe, I, I, <laughs> this person had never seen a Pixar movie. What? Yes. So we've been binging pit, Pixar movies. That's a good. That's a good starting place. Of, right. You know, like to get to know viewing styles. Right. That's what I yeah. was thinking. And what's funny is that the the Pixar visual language, somebody in a recent critique in one of my classes said, your paintings have this kind of like Pixar, like visual language. And I was like, holy shit, that's crazy because I've been binging Pixar movies. So that totally makes sense that it would show up in that. Do you do you find that what you're watching really affects how your art comes across? You know, it's never been, there's never been such a fine point put on it. Uh, I guess, yes, because since I was in college, my my work has been called cinematic. My work has been called dramatic. My work has been called, um, definitely people have, have pointed out a comic book influence. People, people that don't know that I'm, you know, into comic books. Um, so that has always been sort of, but you know, cinematic, that's pretty vague, right? That's pretty general, right? You know, like your work has a cinematic quality. Okay. I've heard that tons of times over the years, but for someone to be like, I don't know, your storyboards kind of look like Pixar work. Um, and, and I'm like, holy shit, (laughs) that's so cool. (laughs) So that's, I guess that's the geeky thing. But, um, I, you know, that I've been watching a lot of Pixar movies, but I, I, it's sort of. I've had this conversation in my head now for for a, for a minute for for a couple of weeks where I'm like, yeah, like I don't know how I always tend to to find these people to date that like they're not even like your your typical pop culture consumer, you know? Right, right. They, they're like anti consumers of pop culture. Like you know, the the person that I'm dating now, you know, grew up half of their life in Mexico city. 
and half of their life in the United States and would go back and forth, back and forth. And so there, there, there's just a lot of, um, a lot of things that, you know, we all sort of recognize as pop culture moments or, or, you know, touch touchstones or whatever that they just are like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> I've, I've never, you see it fly over their head. <laughs> uh, completely, completely. And so, I mean, you know, twice, twice a day, I'm like, you never heard of that or you've never seen that or you've never listened to that, like that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting, you know, I, I, you start out just, you know, what are we going to watch? Okay. And I'm, I pride myself on like, well, you know, we've talked about this as geeks, right? We're like, yeah. well, what is the thing that my friend or my partner will be, will enjoy? I'm not just going to throw them into the deep end of some, you know, obscure, hard to connect with geeky thing, you know, like you're going to lose them right off the bat. Right. Well, you're, you're very good at curating things for people. Right. I kind of, I, I put a lot of effort into that. Yeah. And and so, you know, what do you want to watch? Um, I don't know. What like, well, do you want to watch a romantic movie? Do you want to watch a, a crime thriller? Do you want to watch a horror movie? Do you want, you know, oh, crime, like that sounds good like a like a like a heist movie. Oh, great. You know, here's here real quick off the top of my head, here's six heist movies that we could watch and you know, it's like obviously I'm not going to throw Ant-Man on cuz they're going to be like what the, what the <laughs> <laughs> you know, although that's kind of a, you know, and so is um so is, you know, uh, Endgame is like a like a time heist movie. But, you know, I'm like, okay, these are some, you know, we could watch The Town. We could watch Ocean's Eleven. We could watch, you know, um, Inside Man. We can watch, like, that sort of thing. So we've been doing that. And Halloween was a whole thing, obviously. I, I you know, I already kind of have my, like, stock, like, go-to uh, um horror movies that are that are the movies that I watch when a friend says I don't really like horror movies or I've never really got but I'm I'm willing to watch one tonight I'm like oh pff, got got it you know like mm-hmm. it's like yeah. horror light it's like intro horror you know there's a good story there's there's a dramatic arc that'll hook them there's kind of a a resolution at the end that feels hopeful but it has scary bits you know what I mean like mm-hmm. uh, like the others you know Nicole Kidman's movie or like you know I don't know stuff like that so we've been doing a lot of that and I have yet to go full MCU because that's a whole thing. But I will say this, Joe. I will say this. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one. Um, she came over one day. And, you know, while I'm working or doing stuff around the house, I'll put on something that I can have in the background that I know and that I can enjoy. Right. Oh, right. Right. You know what I binged? Rob will be happy but, to hear this. I com- I completed all of the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited seasons. Nice, nice. Those are great. I fucking burned through those like so fast because they were so good. And so once I finished those, I, I was such in a mood for that that kind of storytelling to continue that I just started the Batman animated series from, from episode one. Mm-hmm. And so I've been watching that. And she came over one day while it was still on and she was like, oh, cool. Like, what's this? You know? And I'm like, oh, it's Batman. And she's like, oh, I'm like, have you ever watched anything? She's like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, okay. She's like, I've never seen any Batman or Superman anything. And I'm like, oh. And uh, I'm like, I can turn it off. She's like, no, no, no. I want to watch. So like, you know, the animated series came out in the 90s. Great little like half hour movies. You know what I mean? Right, right. 
And she really enjoyed a couple of them. She's like, this is really good. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) I'm like, if you've never seen a Batman movie, do you know the story of Batman? She's like, no, I don't know. Like he puts on a cape, like he, he fights crime. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. do you know why he's Batman? And she's like, no, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what, like, I'm like, okay, he's a billionaire, you know, Bruce Wayne. She's like, I don't know what that, what do you mean? Like, okay. He's he wait, wait, Batman's rich. I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of his superpower (laughs) so i put on the animated dc's animated film of batman year one Mm -hmm. and she was like that was really fucking good i'm like you like that she's like i had no idea that his parents were murdered in front of him that is the wow she was like that is horrific and i'm like oh shit you did she's like wow these stories really have like meat to them i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i said you like that she's like yeah i'm like okay well there's another version if you want to watch a movie movie like not an animated film but a live action movie there's another adaptation that tells batman's like you know origin do you want to watch that she was like yeah let's watch that so i put on batman begins Mm -hmm. and she really liked it (laughs) this is this is cool because this is not somebody who's like avoided it because it's totally not their thing and they're they're being nice because you're into it so they're going to be like okay sure I'll I'll go along with it this is somebody who who you're actually introducing something to right. them that they they seem to really really enjoy that they just didn't they just hadn't been exposed to before exactly totally open blank slate totally new that's awesome let me tell you something she loved man of steel Oh my God, that's awesome because that's your one of your favorites. She loved it. Like totally connected with the character. Doesn't know anything about Superman. Had no idea that Superman was an alien from, from a planet that exploded. Knew none of that. And she just really connected with Man of Steel. That's awesome. And then we watched Dark Knight, which she really enjoyed as well. She was like, holy shit, like that's the Joker? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we stopped there because <laughs> she, <laughs> she was like, what's next? I'm like, you, you don't want to know. You know, <laughs> like, it, doesn't, it doesn't get, it doesn't get, it doesn't go to good places. <laughs> <laughs> like we might eventually get to the dark Knight rises just because it ends that arc, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, and we've talked about that. We might do that eventually, but you know, I'm like, there's a movie with Batman and Superman in it. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Well, what you what you need to do is you need to you need to say okay we're gonna get you through some Marvel stuff maybe not all of it we're gonna get you through some Marvel stuff so you can see what DC wanted to do right and then we're gonna show you what happens when you don't take your time in building up your audience's trust oh that's funny yeah because I mean you know Marvel is so visible as a brand that she's aware mm-hmm. of Marvel movies but she's never actually watched not even a part of one and so. With DC, I've had to explain to her, like, okay, you know, the two comic book companies, right? And, like, this is what the Marvel characters are like, generally. This is what the DC characters are like, generally speaking. So, you know, you're looking at the DC stuff. That's why you'll never see a Spider-Man in a Superman movie. And she's like, oh, okay, got it. You know, so. Right, right. So, I'm kind of keeping her, believe it or not, I'm keeping her on the DC side for now. (laughs) 
Okay, so this is what you need to do. You need to do Wonder Woman, and you need to do Aquaman, oh, and then, you, and then, and then you can go. All right, so this is all good stuff. No, now I'm going to show you the best. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and then Snyder's Justice League, oh. like four part HBO Max, like. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I've been up to. <laughs> well, okay, so what you have to do is you have to you have to show it to her without any prep and just see what she thinks. <laughs> and I feel like that's a really unfair thing to do to somebody, but <laughs> like like if she's sitting there trying to to be sensitive your fe- to your feelings and you're like no, it sucks and she's like okay, good, then then this is it. That's like, so true. <laughs> that's like a little dark experiment. I'm like Dr. Cecilia Reyes like performing experiments showing her worst fears (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'll keep you posted for sure i'll definitely oh that's awesome 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 (laughs) what what about you man what what have you been up to i have like honestly a lot of it's just been trying to get through teaching like i am i am so exhausted and i i love i love my new students i love the fact that i don't have to teach anything but theater it it, it is a very nice thing it Mm -hmm. it makes me very happy to just be teaching theater i think you know i was a good english teacher i think i'm a, a, a great theater teacher because i i know the material just off the top of my head i i am passionate about the material where english was a lot of work because I had to make sure that I went back and learned everything the right way. And, and so it's just been, it's been night and day. That being said, I am, I, I miss interacting with students. I miss, um, uh, being able to move around with them and, and, demonstrate stuff with them and see their reactions because so much of the stuff is just, you know, their name on a little square on my screen. Yeah. And so I am just ready to be back at school, but at the same time, I also am not ready to get sick. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to be patient, but it is, it is very, very difficult. Uh, the, the other part of it is, is we are doing a, a play online, I have no idea how it's going to turn out mm. and it's not because the kids don't know what they're doing. It's because we're trying to do a live play online and there's a whole service that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it is definitely challenging because it's kind of like, well, how, how do I, you know, what, what directions do I give them that will help improve an online performance? It's just not territory I'm terribly familiar with. Yeah. So, so it's just been a challenge. Um, I definitely will release all the information about how to view it because my one goal with this is to just get them an audience. And since it's online, like the boundaries are, (laughs) are endless. Like you can literally like anybody with a computer can log on and watch them do their thing. So I'm hoping to, um, to get them a huge audience for their first show. But then that being said, I have no idea how good it's going to be. And it has nothing to do with them. I mean, are, are all their internets going to stay up? Are they like all these things that you don't expect to have to think about when you're producing a play? We now have to think about. Right. Right. Wow. That sounds, that sounds overwhelming to be honest with you. It, it it has been it has been I I am <laughs> I needed this week very badly because we're recording the day before Thanksgiving and 
I am exhausted. <laughs> I am very much looking forward to just enjoying this week and not doing much yeah. work for school. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I have been spending a lot of time playing WoW. The new expansion just released two days ago. Um, I, a lot of people were disappointed because they postponed it. It wasn't ready to come out in October like it was supposed to. But for me, that was brilliant because it's been during my time off. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of time to play it. The story is great. Uh, this is the first time I've experienced a new expansion with a guild I like in like three or four years. Well, I'm sorry, not three or four years, three or four expansions. So we're talking like eight or nine years. And, um, and so it's been, a, it's really been a great experience. It's been fun to log in and hear people, you know, talking about the the story, but trying to do it in a way that's not going to spoil it for those of us who haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a lot of this. So, you know, that part in the, Oh yeah, I totally know that part. Okay. So when that happens, wasn't that amazing? Oh yeah, that was amazing. Uh, the rest of us are like, <laughs> don't you dare spoil anything. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. Being, being a fan and a player of a game like that and part of a community like that, it must be like, being a fan of like a cine- like a f- cinematic franchise that is never going to end and every you know however long they're going to release a sequel or whatever or a new a new chapter and you get to just like enjoy it like continuously yeah yeah and i mean and it's a lot of a lot of the stuff i enjoy and that we've enjoyed about this expansion has been the fact that you know you and i enjoy trying to predict what the marvels marvel's going to do with that universe next uh-huh like what's the next cinematic steps that they're going to take to tell the story and for us playing this game we're doing the exact same thing because we get little hints of what's going to come in the next expansion mm-hmm. but we you know, which way are they going to go? Is this person going to be a villain? Are they going to be a hero? Like, how is it going to all work out? Right. And one of the things that's been most awesome, off, awesome about this expansion is it basically takes place in the, like where you go after you die. So, you know, it's not heaven, it's not hell. It's like this place where there's these different lands. And so if you are, have lived a good life, you go to this place. If you've lived a horrible life, you go to this other place. If you're redeemable, you go to this new place. Mm -hmm. If you are all about like the warrior's honor, you go to this other place. And if you are part of the natural cycle of things, um, you know, that, that you're very, in tune with nature. And I mean, you go to this last place and the mechanism that keeps death going, you know, that, that keeps people going to the right places yeah. is broken. And so everybody's going to the bad place. <laughs> and so we've got to figure out why, and you go to these different lands and all these heroes that you've lost in the past, all these people from the, the history of the game are there helping you out. And so it's ticking off all those nostalgia notes because you get to see what's happened to these people after they've died. And not all of them are heroes. I mean, there's villains that are helping you out too, because they're in the afterlife. Their, their goals have changed. And, um, and so it's just this really cool story and I have no idea what's going to happen next. And so I'm just kind of bopping along just saying, all right, who's the next person I'm going to meet? Oh, it's that guy. All right. That's awesome. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I know we're both very excited to finally, finally, finally talk about uh, New Mutants. Yeah. So I'm going to 
jump us over to our our quick break, and then we'll be back, and we will talk all about all about New Mutants. <laughs> when toxic culture has you down, when you're just looking to laugh and have fun, kick back and enjoy watching a video game, or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek to Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. And we're back. And I'm a little nervous about this one. I gotta be honest. What's that? We put so much much pressure on this movie. (laughs) Um, you saw it. I, I literally just watched it. Like yes. we're recording this about 45 minutes after the movie ended for me. So I'm, this is like walking out of the theater, you know, get to the lobby, you know, after, after you, you go use the restroom, get to the lobby, walking out to the parking lot and go. So what'd you think? Right? Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what this is for me. So, so what did you think? <laughs> um, my my initial i mean my reaction basically is that it's it's a not so great you know superhero movie like that's it yeah, it's it, 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 it's it, it, it's very it's very like okay that that happened kind yes. of like it's not it's not so terrible that you can spend hours panning it Yes, exactly. But it's also not good. Yes, exactly. It's 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 not sucker punch. It's not suicide squad. It's you know what I mean? It's not I mean those were I was like I I might get up and walk out. Like those were terrible. Terrible movies. Uh this was not that. No. But it, but it I think it fits perfectly within the Fox X-Men movies. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, 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 it's, <laughs> it hits their trademark. You just don't get these characters. Right. 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 Um, it actually made me appreciate or, or it, 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 um, it just made me note once again, how great guardians of the galaxy is mm-hmm. and those two movies and what, what, James Gunn is able to accomplish with those stories and bringing a cast of misfit characters together to form a team and a, and a family even, you know, and, and how those individual character arcs and, and kind of overall, you know, that narrative just, just clicks and just like, I don't know. It's, it's so satisfying. It, it just hits all the marks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see, you see them become a team rather than just being told that they're a team now, right? You know, and and uh, yeah, it just if anything, it just you know uh, makes me reflect on my appreciation for those movies because this movie is is more of of the same that we've gotten from the Fox X Men movies, which is you know 
wouldn't it be cool if this happened, but there's really no reason for it to happen or no, right, exactly. no character really whatsoever. What what are the, we we tend to start with with a movie that we're not thrilled with, we tend to start with what's good. So do you do you have <laughs> do you have things that you can point to that you liked as good? Yeah, I do. And you know, you when you you watch this a ways back, right? You you Right. And I, I did I watched maybe the first half hour 45 minutes this morning. Okay. And I remember at the time you saying it was it it had more good than I expected it to have. Not that it was a good movie, but you were like there was more good stuff to kind of, you know, uh, uh acknowledge than I thought there was going to be, right? Right. Right. What were those good things for you? Um I thought that um is it Maisie Williams? Yeah. I thought she was amazing. Yeah. I thought she did a very good job with the character. Um, I liked Charlie Heaton's uh, Cannonball. I mm. thought he did a great job. I was not thrilled by the casting of Henry Zaga as Sunspot, but I thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely I th- listed casting as one of my one of the things that I thought they almost knocked out of the park. Like I think overall casting was really good. Right. Anna Taylor um, Joy as Magic was a dream cast. Was it though? I mean, what did her did her performance live up to? Live up to it. Yeah, like she's a good. She she looks good in it, but did she do a good job? I think she's a great actress. I'm a fan of her movies, The Witch and um, God damn it, what's the other one? I should have written it down. Uh, I'm a fan of her already, mm-hmm. and and. I think she looked perfect as magic. I think that the I think that the script didn't really do the character justice, the character from the comics. I think I would I would agree. I think they kind of turned her into this one-note kind of cliché bully tough person type mm-hmm. of character and it just magic from the comics is so much more than that. And I think that as an actress, she has the ability to play more than what was given to her to play. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But I just, like, she was the character in this movie that I just wanted to keep watching. I just wanted to see more of her and and was continuously disappointed by her one-liners. Okay, good. Because I was, like, I wanted her to give me something positive to say. I know you've said many good things about the actress. I haven't had a lot of experience with the actress. Um, Dude, her one liners just killed me. Her, her, uh, she was my least favorite character out of the five. Like I, I, she was painful. And then just above that, just slightly above that uh, was Mirage. (laughs) See, I really, I, Oh, okay. Mirage. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, Danny, I thought Danny was good. I liked Blue Hunt. I liked Henry Zaga as well. Like, and this is me not knowing your your reactions, you know. And I don't mm-hmm. know the the comic book as well as you do, but just watching the movie, I wrote shout out to Adam Beach as Danny's father because he's mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. and I was happy to see him in the beginning. I was like, oh, dope. There's Adam Beach, like awesome. Right away, I was like, wow, Anna Taylor Joy. Like, here's the thing, right? Which sucks for her because the script was shitty, but <laughs> like. The 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 times when she's just sitting in in the scene somewhere, not talking, and just sort of like acting her character, mm-hmm. I thought those are great. When she's just sitting there, kind of like 
drawing on her jeans or like just being like the fucking like the too cool for school like i'm not gonna participate it's like we know those students right 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 and i thought that she nailed that and then she would have to say some one line <laughs> like there's nowhere for you to run now and it's like what the fuck <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't make her say that you know like that's terrible like shit yeah, like that. The 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 script did not do these performers justice. No. I think it's uh I think it's a, a huge tribute to Maisie Williams and um and some of the others that they were able to do what they could with the characters and still come out as strong yeah, yeah. actors. I think I think when it comes to Magic and and Danny that the they they just weren't able to, or the direction they were given was horrible, but I just don't think that they were able to get unstuck from the script. So how did you feel about the, there were so many scenes and there was such an emotional core, you know, to the story between Danny and Rain. And you're saying that one actor really you know knocked it out of the park and the other one kind of didn't how did you feel about those scenes that they shared i thought they were better than the, and again i think i think i think Maisie williams was able to pull out good stuff from those scenes and kind of elevate um danny's performance and yeah. then i think i think when you had my least favorite scenes were danny magic <laughs> I think those were those were painful to watch for me. Danny Magic. Yeah. Like the t- the two actresses that I think struggled the most when they had scenes oh, together oh, and oh. they had a lot of Got it. Danny, comma, magic. Yes. I thought you meant Danny's magic scenes. I was like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> the when when Danny and Matt when when um uh Danny and Ileana are are interacting. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel like those are my least favorite scenes. Um, were those, was that character dynamic present in the comic books? The, that wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a relationship until well into it. I mean, you got to remember in the comic books, um, Ileana started out as a little girl that was basically, I mean, she's Colossus's little sister. She is um, aged up, right? She is aged up by living several years in this world that she can go to called limbo and being raised by basically the devil. Right. Right. And, and it's very dark and she's very traumatized. And so when she comes out, she comes out hardened. She doesn't come out, bitchy <laughs> she comes out hard <laughs> there's a huge difference yeah and okay that's what i'm yeah. i'm digging for here i'm saying okay does did joe think that anna taylor joy wasn't a good choice or did he not like the way the character was written and i think i think the script and the direction that she got was horrible yeah like i feel yeah. i feel like i feel like if from from everything i mean i trust you when you say you like uh uh an actor or actress, because I, I know how much consideration you give to that kind of yeah. praise. And so if you're telling me that she's a really strong actress and what I'm seeing is not lining up with that, yeah. I tend to blame director writer. Right. Right. I, you know, 20 minutes into the movie, I looked up who they cast as Roberto. Cause I thought, wow, what a great choice for this character. 
Right. You know, and I was like, Henry Zaga, I've never heard of him before. He looks great. I think he's perfect as as this character they're trying to to pull off, which is like, you know, kind of macho, you know, kind of trying to be suave, but actually he's not. He's like, you know, deeply uh, uh, he's got some deep pain and he's like insecure. So I was like, oh, he's doing this really well. And then at one point, I think in the third act, he gave a line reading and I was like, ooh, that <laughs> was that the best take of that? Like, you know? Um, yeah, but, but that kind of stuff that if you've got a strong director who really knows what they're doing, that 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 stuff is like, no, no, no. <laughs> give, give me that again. Like, like when you've got that many strong seasoned actors, and then you've got somebody who may not be as experienced, and they're doing all the right things until there's a line delivery that falls flat. Yeah. That's a director thing. That's not an actor thing. Right, right. What um I also looked this up because I was curious during the movie, uh, when they filmed this movie in 2017, three years ago, mm-hmm. um uh Maisie Williams was 20 and Blue Hunt, who played Danny, was 22. And to me, they look way younger. Yeah, they did. They did get. They did play very, especially young. I thought that they do. Yeah, like I thought I she was. Like, never known she was older than. Yeah. than Maisie. I, I think. I, yeah, I think the the reason why. Like I honestly thought that Rain was coming off as older, and I think a lot of that's because we're more familiar with the actress, right? Totally. So she's. She she is more established and has more of a presence. Yeah. So we're we're used to her, and so the idea that she's been around longer kind of gives her that that age, that additional age. Yeah, yeah. You look at pictures of Blue Hunt outside of this movie. If you just like search her at Google, her like she looks so different from the way she looks in this movie. I don't know if it's it's her haircut or how they light her or what. But she plays super young to me in this movie, like 14, 15. Yeah. And definitely. she was actually 22 when they filmed. And you see that when you look at Google images of her, you're like, oh yeah, that's a that's a young woman in her in her early 20s, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that was surprise that was very surprising to me. Yeah, I, I mean I I think I feel bad for these actors because I feel like they they really threw themselves into these roles. Yeah. I just don't think there was much for them to work with. Yeah. What 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 else did you think was good besides a couple of the, um, the actor, uh, casting choices? I thought the idea uh because because I mean this was sold to us at one point as a horror film and then they they pulled back from that and they reimagined it and i think what they did with using danny as the oh we're all right we're starting to get into spoilers and again this has spoiler oh, warnings in the title but yeah. once again we're going to get into spoilers yeah. uh so we will we will just give you this is the last chance to press pause and go rent it um but in, in using danny's powers to basically be the bad guys and to to give that exposition of the characters, mm-hmm. you know, you learn about the characters through their fears. It, I think, it's a good premise, yeah. and I think it was in in the plot wise, it was executed decently. Like those moments made sense; they worked. It was a lot of the in between stuff that didn't work for me. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. But no, I, I agree with you. That's a, that's a pretty damn good premise. Yeah. It didn't click for me. Until, and again, I don't know this story from the comics, uh, but it didn't click for me until the third act. I was like, oh, Danny's power. Like, I understand Danny's power, which is that she, she brings people's greatest fears to life. I get that. And, and makes them tangible, right? Like you can actually right, right. hurt. It didn't click for me until the third act. I was like, oh shit, the demon bear is Danny's greatest fear. Yeah. So that's what makes it so dangerous and so destructive is that that's her, of course, because it's her superpower, of course, her greatest fear would be the most dangerous fucking thing. Right. Definitely. Because it's the biggest one. Yeah. You know, she's, she's, she's got the deepest connection with it. And I think one of the things that and they, they maybe basically touched on it a bit. One of the biggest problems with it is people find it very, um, non-consensual intrusive. It's a very intrusive power. And right. so when she doesn't have control of it in the comic books very early on, it, it, it hurts a lot of her relationships because they're like, you can't, you can't just go into people's minds like that. And, and, you know, you, you make us very vulnerable that way. Yeah. And, and she, she understands that, but she can't control it. And it's this very, you know, she, she ends up kind of pushing away from the group a lot at the beginning, even though she's supposed to be one of the leaders of the group. It's such she a great, away from the group it's way. such a great premise. And, and there's so much room or there's so much opportunity for these really nuanced, dramatic, you know, arcs and, and, and scenes like you're talking about right now, that this feels like a, a missed opportunity. Like it's, it's like oh, this, this, this was condensed from what could have been like a three movie character arc for Danny to like this, you know, 90 minute thing. Right. Right. And well, that's, that I think is my primary problem with this movie to begin with Yeah, is that, and and I've said this multiple times. The the fun thing about New Mutants is that they're kids. Most of the issues in that comic book when it first started off were them sneaking out of the school and getting into trouble. Yeah. And having to get themselves out of it. I would have loved to have seen that. I, yeah. I would like, have loved it. Let let the let this is where teen angst can be used as the catalyst and not just as this is what teenagers are like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it gives you, it gives you something to work with because the audience is going to recognize themselves in one of these characters. If you do it correctly and everybody's going to have their favorite and everybody's going to be like, I am totally a Danny or I am totally a Sam or I'm totally <laughs> a Roberto. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and when you often only have one perspective character, you know, that character that's brought in to represent you in the comic book or in the movie or in the TV series. This, I feel like everybody has an opportunity to have their own perspective character that resonates the most with themselves. Right. And it, it just, it's just not there. So, it's so there. some things that I liked besides I'm looking at my notes and most of them are, are the positive things are the casting choices. Um, at one point, I wish I had like timed, like put timestamps on this, but really early on, <laughs> like I would say like, right, like in the first, the first time that Dr. Reyes mentions her boss or her employer or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. 
I wrote down, I really wish this was setting up a Mr. Sinister reveal. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I, when I wrote that, I was like, I knew that I know they're not going to do that, but mm-hmm. God, that would be so great if we got Mr. Sinister at the end of this movie in all his glory. And mm-hmm. like, the, you know, cause who else would be experimenting on mutants? It has to be Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Well, that's who it was supposed to be. Oh yeah, it's definitely supposed to be Mister Sinister. He, he it's it's um well, because I, the I got the movie the, before this is the the was it was it wasn't Phoenix was it Phoenix? No, it was uh, oh maybe. I don't know. I just know that when when you had the Essex Corporation, <laughs> yeah, the Essex Corporation little like teaser. Yeah, um, it, it, this was definitely supposed to, the the her her superior her boss is supposed to be got it got it so so when they you know they give the essex corporation reveal i i took that as like i called it like i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm just gonna (laughs) say that's close enough you know like yeah 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 uh what else i thought that let's talk about the the their powers Mm -hmm. i thought that sunspot looked dope as fuck the first time they showed him lose it yeah I was like, he like, and the way he screams, like the mm-hmm. very first time, the very first time that he just like, I can't remember what the, what the scene was, but he, he freaks out about something and he like screams and he's like, he looks almost like human torch, mm-hmm. but not quite. Um, and I thought, oh my God, that's like right out of the comics. Like that looks amazing. And then later yeah. on when they showed him, he had more of the, the spots going. And I thought like, oh, that's okay. That looks really too CGI. But the mm-hmm. first time they showed, they revealed his power. I was like, wow, that looks great. Yeah. What did you think? Because you're you're closer to these characters. What did you think about all their how they handled the visuals of all their powers? I I would have liked to have seen a little bit more cannonball. Yeah. When um when he was blasting off because it, it it's more of a comic comet effect yeah. than what they did. They yeah. just did kind of, you know, he's just this big thing of light that's bouncing around. Although I thought it was hilarious that he like changed himself to a big weight and, and bounces all over the, the basketball court because um, he's trying to like learn how to land because that was a big thing in like the first year of new mutants is that yeah. cannonball can blast off and he's nigh invulnerable when he blasts off, yeah. but he cannot land to save his life. Right. Right. Um, I thought it was kind of cool that they had um, Ileana's armor kind of reminiscent of Colossus armoring up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought she looked great, man. Yeah, I thought she she looks the character to a T. I would have liked to have seen her teleport be disc based because, like, yeah, that's that's the greatest thing about that power is this, this big disc opens up underneath you and you fall through it. Like yeah, that's we should have got like a, we should have got a shot of her like walking into one disc and coming out of another and we can still see both. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. And that very that very hard edge of the oval that's being formed. I just yeah. always like that's just so magic. And that 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 was a little moment of disappointment. I do th- I do like how Sunspot looked when he first freaked out i think it was when he was in the pool oh yeah maybe and then um and i thought i thought wolvesbane looked good i mean there's there's better werewolf transformations there's worse world i mean i was waiting for wolfsbane to figure out the half human half wolf phase 
because mm-hmm. the first couple times they showed her use her power, she's just a wolf. Mm-hmm. She's just running around as a wolf. And you're like, okay, it's like, you know, she could only do either or. And then when her and Danny are sitting under the sky and her eyes turn the first time, I'm like, oh, maybe she's going to try to figure out how to hold the like halfway form. And mm-hmm. that'll, that'll really be like a, like a benefit to her. You know what I mean? Right. And they didn't really even make it a thing. Like they didn't make any of the characters have, they didn't give anyone almost a, a good moment of like, change of like conquering their little arc yeah that, that they my, the closest i guess would be um iliana but it was so on the surface what was that moment with iliana like when she decides she's just going to go ham on the on the bear not nah, but see okay yeah i it, i have a couple of notes on that kind of stuff because i felt like we Everything important happened off screen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what did you think about Dr. Reyes and how they handled? I hated it. Me too. I hated it. I hated everything about Dr. Reyes. Me too. That's not how her powers work. That's not how. And, I, and I'm fine. Like, if you want to give her, like, a visible woman type force field for story purposes, awesome. But they have so fundamentally screwed over what is arguably one of my low key favorite yeah. characters. Like she's not in the top five, but she's probably in the top 10 just for, just for her story role in the comics. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Dr. Reyes is a mutant who does not want to be a mutant. Right. She is a woman of color who has gone through, the process of becoming a doctor. She is a, a medical doctor. I think she came from a relatively disadvantaged background to push herself through to become a doctor. Yeah, she's not and just a woman of color. She's she's an Afro Latina. She's Puerto Rican, right? Which is the other thing that I was really pissed off about because it was like, where where is that representation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both her and Roberto. Yeah, absolutely. with her and Roberto. Yep. And if you're not gonna if you're not gonna make it um. Uh, you know, uh, a mixed um, ethnicity make go one and one at least, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. That was something. What are you doing? Um, but she, she does not want to be an X-Men when she gets recruited as an X-Men. It's because she can't control her power. And because the mutant registration act has gotten really bad. And so she, her life is in danger. Right. And she just wants to be a doctor. She just wants to do her job. Right. And after she leaves the X-Men, she is always just there for, um, you know, she, she's there as a medical professional. That's what her job is. And I mean, I think, I think when she came to, um, to Xavier, she had like her force fields just like it's on the surface layer of her skin. Yeah, they're but six she- inches up away from her skin and they're um they're not subconscious, but yeah, that you know, they're a reaction. They're not it takes her a long time in the comics before she can actually wield them offensively. Mm-hmm. And even then it's very limited. And and she doesn't I think she thinks she comes to Xavier because she can't eat. Like she has to, he has to give her a thing that lets her break through her own force field or disrupt her force field long enough for her to eat. Oh, really? 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, at the very beginning, like it's this little device that goes over her mouth so that she can actually get through the force field to eat because her power has gotten to the point where she can't, she can't, mm. it, it doesn't let, it doesn't let anything in or out. Wow. Um, but I mean, she's this great character. She's very compassionate, but she's like no nonsense and she tells it like it is, yeah. but the idea, and again, spoilers, the idea that she would put down an individual <laughs> yeah. because they're too, like, that is so completely opposite the character yeah. and would be so offensive to the character yeah. that I was just like, at that point, I, at that point I was a little bit, <laughs> that's where the indignant table flipping in my mind started like why not just create a new character or exactly you're telling me that with the huge lexicon of x-men characters that we have you couldn't have found a different doctor totally could have totally could have found any character make it a a you know fan service kind of throwback to this obscure character whatever Mm-hmm. But don't do that to doc, to to Cecilia Reyes. Yeah, that was no. Because she's an awesome, awesome, awesome. Very well written in pretty much all her iterations in the comics. Yeah, and I just didn't didn't like the way the character was written, the character choices in the movie. <laughs> like, no, I just didn't make sense. You know, to me, we were both we were we've both been teachers. Like, <laughs> yeah, y- you just don't work with kids. That way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At what point she's like. Because I said so. And I'm like, what? It's <laughs> like, well, you've just lost that student. That's <laughs> yeah. not anything positive to the interactions with you ever again. Um, I had a bunch of notes about the actual story. Okay, go Because that's it. the thing that I focus on the most. You know, it's mm-hmm. like changes, whatever. I'm very open-minded when it comes to, you know, change character changes and adapting a story from one medium to another. I'm more forgiving than most. As long as you are telling a satisfying story. Mm-hmm. So that that's where all my notes came from. The first thing I wondered was, why did they choose this cold open to the movie where before we, we've met Danny, she's running for her life. And it's like, okay, why do we care? Like, how is... Literally, like, two minutes into the movie, she's in the hospital and talking to Dr. Reyes. And Dr. Reyes is explaining to her what just happened. And I'm like, God, it would have been a great opportunity. It was a great opportunity, I think, to show us what Danny lost. Like, show us what her life was like. Mm-hmm. And and introduce some some stakes or some normalcy or some rhythm to her life. And then take it away. Yeah. And then we can be like, oh, that's why she's feeling what she's feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It it didn't make sense to me that when when um magic, when Ileana is giving her a tour of the school and she points out that there's no gates keeping them in, why does she dart? Like, why does she make <laughs> make a run for it? I'm like, wait, that's the first inkling we get that she doesn't want to be there. Right. You know, she, cause as far as she's concerned, that's a place where they're going to help her. And you know what I mean? Like she's there for her own good. And at that moment, she's still trusting of Dr. Reyes. Right. So I was and, then, like, and then the whole, and then that leads directly to, again, spoilers, like a suicide attempt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, why is this? And and then she says, you know, I'd rather if I I need to go be with my family. They're all dead, and I want to die so that I can be with them. But it did seem like we didn't 
where we were never shown where these emotions were coming from, really. They just sort of happened. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be great? You know, how can we kick off this friendship between Rain and Danny? Oh, mm-hmm. what if like, you know, Rain talks her off the ledge? And it's like, okay, well, you got to get there though. Like you got, yeah, you know. Like, you- yeah, there has to be an established relationship. And that's one thing that they, like, I saw what they wanted to do. They, that's why it's so frustrating because you could see that this person at least read the Wikipedia page several times. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, yes. Like two of the, the best relationships in new mutants is is danny rain and sam roberto and those like sam and roberto become avengers and that is probably one of my favorite iterations of them is that they just become these two dude bros (laughs) that are hanging out with the avengers and like you know they're talking about pre pre uh workout supplements and (laughs) you know i mean they're just you know they're just two guys in their 20s who are trying to like hook up with ladies and hey cool we're avengers like they have this great relationship and they'll do go to the ends of the earth for each other because they've had this shared experience and the same thing with rain and um and danny in fact one of danny's powers is that she can speak to animals and so the only reason why she like she builds this really close bond with Rain because she can actually talk to Rain when she's in wolf form. Oh, nobody else. that's so fucking cool. Yeah. What? Yes. That's awesome. What the fuck? Why didn't they include yeah. that? Yeah, you got to remember, this is Claremont stuff. Oh, that's great. This is, not, this is Claremont stuff that they're messing with. Yeah, it just felt like they were constantly telling us instead of showing us things, you know. Very much. That's, very that's very Sam much. Guthrie. He feels like this, and he's been through this, and that's mm-hmm. Roberto, and he acts like this. And it's just like, what? Like, dude, like, show us that through character interactions, you know? Uh, yeah. Also, I felt that the stories were very obvious. Like, I right away, I was like, oh, Danny's the one who's triggering these visions. Duh. Like, she's new to the school. She's now causing all these, like, real nightmares, right? Right. <laughs> I'm like, and you knew that right away. But there did feel, like, no emotional grounding to any of this. It just sort of with a bunch of stuff was happening. And we're just, like, supposed to go along with it. Like, all of a sudden, there's a lie detector in the attic. And they're hooking yes. themselves up to a lie detector. And I'm like, what is the goal of this scene? Like, it, it's supposed to be confessional. It's supposed to be revealing. Like, find a character-based way to get there. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't mm-hmm. hook, who hooks each other up to lie detector? And then that's not even how lie detectors work. No. Like, <laughs> like, that's not how they work. So, it just, uh, like, it's <laughs> so the, lazy. The biggest problem with this is, like, if the characters were doing what their jobs are supposed to be, I think it would have allowed those moments to be shown, not tell. Absolutely. Because each of those characters in the comics has a different role to fill. Danny is the the very resolve like she's got a lot of resolve she's not going to let the team down she's she's a a very very strong leader mm-hmm. and um and that's the character that is trying to run and trying to commit suicide mm-hmm. um <laughs> you've got you've got rain who's the heart of everybody like she's the one who's very young she's supposed to be the youngest she's supposed to be really innocent really traumatized mm-hmm. But she's the one who has the compassion in the group. 
And she did have that compassion. Again, that's why I think that character stood out as very positive for me. Um, but she really like it. If there was this feeling of I'm doing it because I'm attracted to you, not I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Right. <laughs> right. Um, they, even show, is, they even show her watching uh, a Buffy. <laughs> oh yeah. Which, which, okay. Props to that because I know that there's a lot of people who record that as their first idea of being able to be in a relationship with somebody of the same sex. Okay. So I, 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 I give props for using that because it is very, um, you know, that is, that is a very, very famous scene because it's one of the very first like kisses on state on TV. It would have been great then if, uh, I mean, if that, like, it just, it felt like a shortcut. Yes, it definitely was a shortcut. <laughs> definitely was a shortcut, but as shortcuts go, I, I appreciate why they use that particular yeah, yeah. Um, episode and everything to do it. Um, you've got, you got Sam who is supposed to be the, um, the, the, the optimistic one. He is anything but optimistic. Right. Uh, you've got Roberto who's supposed to be very braggy and I think even more braggy than they had him be. Yeah. Um, but he's also, he's also the second youngest in the comic when the comic starts. Oh, okay. He's, he's like. 10 like he's oh. he's he's like he's like a year or two older than than rain and he is like his <laughs> i mean granted you can't do it with the same character but you can find somebody who he loves magnum pi like that he thinks magnum pi is the coolest thing ever he totally wants to be magnum pi and so right. then he goes off and does stupid things right right and then and then when it gets a little further into the story iliana becomes the one that's that's I'm going to do what you guys aren't able to do. Right. I'm, I'm going to be the one I am going to be the bad guy because I believe I am evil. Right. Right. Who's it. Does, does rain have like a temper? Um, only when her friends get really, really hurt. Okay. I do. Like she gets very defensive of her friends. Right. Right. Um, God, that all sounds amazing. Like that's, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, okay, so if you have never read New Mutants, go read the first. They are very easy to read. They're very quick. Go read them um, because they're just, they're just, they're wonderful. I, and, and I mean, I, because it's, it's just teen angst that everybody has experienced at some point. Rain falls in love with every character <laughs> in the, and, and it's, and it's like pine from a distance, draw hearts in the notebook. <laughs> like, can't tell them it's too embarrassed. <gasps> Sam walks in at one point. Oh my God, I can't. He's too cute. That's like, great. It's just, it's just endearing. Um, so I, I thought that the the bear story that Danny tells made no sense whatsoever. No. Like, I'm terrified of this bear, so my dad carved me a bear claw, like a bear, like to keep her on my neck because that reminds me that it's there, but it's small. I was like, what? Like, that made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, the whole thing where all of a sudden somehow Ileana has found a way off screen to spike the tea of Dr. Reyes and mm -hmm. she's like drugged and knocked out. <laughs> I was like, what a great tense scene that would have been to like see us see for us to see her trying to pull that off. 
mm-hmm. and maybe even using her her teleportation powers to do it. Right. Like that that's the kind of kids, like young teen mutants getting into trouble and hijinks that that you know are on another level of normal teen hijinks because they're mutants. Right. So like that would have been great. And mind you, I've been watching a bunch of Pixar movies. So I'm like, dude, like nothing is easy in those movies. Like they play every every action for like as as you know as a as a conflict, you know? Yeah. That has a satisfying arc to it. And we didn't see any of that. All of a sudden they're just running around the facilities because they've drugged somehow off-screen, they drugged the person in charge. I was surprised that there's apparently no one else in the facility whatsoever. Like it's just six <laughs> people in the entire facility. Um, and then when, when Dr. Reyes wakes up because um, someone is having a freak out, I think it's, it's Roberto in the pool. Um, she's not woozy whatsoever, even though she's just been drugged. She's, she wakes up and she's wide awake and alert and goes running towards, towards the pool. Those mutant metabolisms, dude, dude. <laughs> work really well. Um, it, it that scene built to what I thought I was anticipating a really interesting character interaction because basically that's where they finally all kind of collectively go. We don't trust you. You're not, you know, you're not really a doctor. You know, Danny has, has seen visions of what actually happens in this place or, or the next place. Um, We're not going to listen to you. And Dr. Reyes sort of tries to, like reinforce her, you know, her authority and says, you're going to do what I say, or you're going to do something, whatever. And Ileana gets in her face and goes in your dreams. Like it's, there's no way it's going to happen. And I'm like, Oh, like what's like, is Dr. Ray is going to like use her powers to like put, and the next immediately smash cut to Ely, like walking into the solitary confinement cell, <laughs> like yelling, and Doctor Ray has just closed the door and locks it. It's like, wait, how? Like, <laughs> how was that? I think it's one. How did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? How how was that resolved? Like, did, how did she get her from the pool or the hallway down to solitary and manage? Like, did she pick her up? Did she drag her? Like, what the fuck just? <laughs> like why don't you show us that you know like yeah there's just so many moments where it just kind of skips and you just are you as the audience member are supposed to assume what happened yeah and it and we get this feeling when when dr reyes gets the directive to put down danny we get this feeling that she's torn about it right like she she takes a moment to think about you know before she inputs her her security code or whatever and so it's like, oh, maybe she's going to like let them go or maybe she, you know what I mean? Like maybe she's going to join them and, you know, this is the Dr. Ray's we've been waiting for or whatever, you know? Right. And instead she turns into like Hannibal Lecter. Seriously. Like, it's she like she's Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what happened? Like how? Suddenly she's just like relishing that she gets to kill this mutant and she's talking like she's telling her everything. It's like, what are you doing? Danny brings your, she still has a mutant power. She doesn't have to be awake to use this mutant power. Like, why are you letting her know what you're about to do to her right now? You're literally telling her that you're going to put her down like a dog. Like your, your parent who was a vet did. Why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> what the 
because my mustache has grown and I need to twirl it. Yeah, exactly. It just it just felt like um, again there was a lot of moments that the screenwriter thought it would be cool if this would have happened, and then they didn't actually build to those moments or earn those moments. Right. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest pet peeve about this whole movie is that we don't get to see how or why they become a team. Like they don't choose. There's not a moment where they go from, we don't trust each other and we don't like each other to, okay, we're making a conscious decision to become a team now and come together to, to, to win. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Like it's, and, and it, it, in fact, I would say it's the opposite where like Ileana goes from like, hating Danny to like befriending her to like being bitchy again to like being fine with her. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like- I, I can't, I can't deal with the I can't deal with Ileana in this movie. She just like, it, they just poorly written, just so poorly written. Yeah. But can I tell you the biggest thing that I have a problem with in this movie, what? this biggest, the biggest thing that I have ever had. Like, <laughs> What the fuck is going on with Lockheed? Oh, yeah. That's one of my notes, too. <laughs> what the hell? Like, we get... Okay, I never... Like, I, I said to my friend Rob... Not not comic book Rob, another Rob. I, I said to my friend Rob, I can't believe that they put Lockheed in this movie. And he goes, that sounds dope. Like, when would we have ever thought we were going to get Lockheed in a movie? Yeah. And I'm like, it is anything but dope. Like, there is nothing cool about Lockheed in this movie because he's reduced to a a hand puppet that comes to life in her imagination. Like, that's it. But, like, for no reason. Like, we no never reason, adds see- nothing. So, again, this is another thing that we see off camera, right? My, these are yeah. my questions. How did Sam, how and when did Sam learn how to stop? Yeah. Right? Because that was a big thing. That was set up. The first thing about his character is that he doesn't know how to land. And so he's he's a, he doesn't want to use his powers for that reason. Or, or he's like, you know, he's beating himself up or whatever. But then all of a sudden, like when 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 those smiling men come to life and he's trying to help Ileana. Oh, and he says to her, they're not real. He's not real. He can't, he can't hurt you. And it's like, didn't, haven't we already been told <laughs> that these <laughs> things are really real? Like, what the fuck do you mean they're not real? And, and then he's he, like, she, she teleports on him and he's like, are you serious? Like that made me laugh that she just like bounced. She just left him there. But then he just decides to cannonball through them through, through the wall. And I'm just like, oh, at what point did he gain mastery over his power? Because the next moment we see him in the kitchen with Roberto and I'm like, wait, I thought he didn't know. Like, that's why he tied himself down in the basketball court. Like yeah, when, he did, can't, he can't land. when did he learn how to do that? Like, is, is he, did he crash land into the kitchen? Like what happened? And then. Ileana, like what changed Ileana's mind? Like she went, she was cowering in fear saying, you know, like, you know, Sam was like, use your powers. And she's like, I can't, I can't. And she disappears. And the next time we see Ileana, she's a badass in the staircase. And it's like, wait a minute, where was that moment? Where was that character revelation that she does have the strength and the power to overcome this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would have been so cool to see her in limbo you know, she talks about how limbo was a thing that she imagined so much that it became real. 
How awesome would it have been to see her in limbo, you know, cowering in fear, talking to her pet dragon that, you know, she, she, she wants to be real. And then that's the moment that Lockheed becomes real and comforts her like a pet would. And you know what I mean? Like that gives her, that gives her the courage now to face her fears. You know what I mean? Like now she feels like she's not alone. Like if Lockheed is now real, and and real for the rest of the movie, you know, then that would have been a great moment for her. But we don't see and it gives, any. It gives, him a, it gives him a point to be there. Yes, exactly. Now there's a reason why Lockheed is there. <laughs> but none of that happened. And I also also very bitter that his first appearance in a movie is not with Kitty because he's Kitty's petty. He, he helps Ileana here and there, but he is Kitty's pet. Doesn't he come from Ileana's realm, though? They, there's been so many. There's been so many retcons as to why there's a Lockheed. Because isn't there a story where Kitty actually goes into the the limbo as well? Yes, and she comes back with Lockheed, doesn't she? Yes, but I think he was already. I don't. I don't really remember where he comes from. I'm gonna have to go back and look that up. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I remember hearing that there was a Kitty Pride story. Yeah, after Liana Rasputin was trapped in limbo, uh Cat raised her for a number of years with uh no, let me see. Um yeah, I we'll, we'll look that up, but I I think that is the case. Or or if you're hearing this and you know, send us a tweet. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh yeah, this guys. Um, so, so yeah, he captures both. Uh, uh, Belasco captures both Ileana and Kitty Pride. Yeah, uh, because he's trying to get out of limbo. Yeah, it's a whole story. I remember. so anyway, it's just a lot of a lot of wasted opportunity. Just yeah. a lot of character beats that would have been so satisfying, and they just all happen off screen for whatever reason. Um, and the worst thing about this movie is this is this is going to be people's initial introduction to these characters and that's always been my problem yeah is that like these are characters that i absolutely adore i and and for them to be um just kind of tossed in there i i i'm i appreciate that we get to see them i don't like the fact that this is the representation that they get right how do you feel about these characters because i've always been like you know i'm fine with I like the idea when when comic book adaptations kind of use the material as a as a starting point, you know, mm-hmm. and then evolve or or you know feel free to kind of like do their own interpretation as long as it's satisfying. But how do you feel about these characters now that they've been used in this movie? Do you think that it's it's going to impede or do you like do you think this is this is it for these characters i don't because i think by the time marvel decides to circle around and hit x-men and need to start using them i think they'll take their time with them and they'll reintroduce them to us in a much better way yeah so this didn't feel like a one and done like oh no this is it these characters got used in this horrible way and now we've lost the opportunity to ever do them justice no because only because i because they're going to a different company like they're going back to marvel they're going to D- disney marvel they're yeah. not going to be um and i think that at some point they will say 
all right, we've got to do something with these characters because they are amazing characters. Yeah. And I mean, they've, they're, they're some of the, the, like what people realize don't realize is that yes, they're the new mutants, but they've been around since like the eighties, I want to say. And, and they've, they, they were like the, the, you had the initial X-Men and then you, you know, the original five, and then you had the, um, the ones that introduced Storm and Colossus and Wolverine and all them. And then you had the new mutants. Like that's how quickly they followed behind the main pack. And then you had generation X. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of the ones that we associate, like, like Jubilee gets a lot of play in movies. Um, but these predated Jubilee. Yeah. Uh, you know, in fact, when when Jubilee meets them, she's kind of like, whatever, losers, because they're already kind of older <laughs> at that point. You know, you know, they, they, they've they've actually grown up, and it's like, who's this person that's just kind of a pain in our ass? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to see all that. I can't wait to see Marvel's, you know, version finally yeah. of, of the X. Yeah, I, I do think it has pushed their their release though farther down the list right because they, they you have they, they feel like you need some time away from this movie i mean yeah you got to build to a reveal of the all new all different x-men yeah so that means you need you know some to spend some time with the original five yeah I will, i'd be interested to see if they do that the i think the biggest problem with that is that they're i, I don't know that they're ever going to just do the original five they're all because, white. because they're all white yeah <laughs> yeah you know, and I mean, like, if you wanted to start changing um, ethnicities, I think that's awesome. I have no problem with it, yeah. but it's going to cause a lot of people issues. That's interesting because you look at the Avengers and you're like, they're all white. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot has happened from when the Avengers launched right, from, to now. From from Captain America, the first Avenger, Thor, and Iron Man being the first three. Yeah, and I think I think. Yeah. As I think culturally, a lot has changed, and and just you know, you have to find that that in between on where is the characters being white integral to the character, and where is it we can switch it out yeah. because it actually plays better. Than, well, I mean, we had the conversation with Magneto being you know, yeah, uh, black. Yeah. I think that would be an amazing way to go. But god, oh yeah. god, the problems it would cause. Yeah, but still, that's, I mean, so what? Nick Fury's black, like, you know? Yeah, seriously. um, God, you know, if they were to just literally do the character of Storm Justice from the comics, Mm -hmm. that would be, I mean, that character is such a, such a force, such a giant character, such an important, integral X-Men character in the comics that if you were to just accurately depict you know the 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 impact of the character of the comics uh, and and translate that to the film mm-hmm. she's the leader of the x-men she is you know she, like that that would be huge that would that would yeah so um yeah when they when they finally do the x-men i i they when when they do it, they need to. They cannot approach it like the Avengers. Right. They have to. They have to look at it as this is a family. Yeah. Yeah. You they know. Have to really lean into those relationships. I did really enjoy, along with the premise that, as we covered, you know, I thought was really good. Uh, really, really um, had a lot of potential. The way they explained the the moniker New Mutants, I liked that. 
You know, Mm -hmm. new mutants are more dangerous because they, you know, haven't figured out their powers yet. Usually people get hurt, if not killed, when a mutant is first discovering their power set, Mm -hmm. you know? And so therefore, new mutants need, you know, special attention, you know, special care, whatever. That was like, damn, that's cool. Like that's because well, every single every single one of those characters has killed somebody. Yeah, I was like, that's such like a every f- single one of them. And they should have just called the movie New Mutants instead of The New Mutants, just like New Mutants. Like, like this is not mm-hmm. the this is not the only first and only and, and last batch of New Mutants. There's always New Mutants. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I yeah, it just made me feel like, God damn it, that's such a cool idea. <laughs> you know, like to approach the X Men by. Too bad it's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's always been my problem with this movie is that especially the more problems that they had with it and every time it got rebooted, that's why it's like, like, please, this is such a great story. These characters have such great depth and background to them. Don't, don't ruin it. How did you don't feel ruin. about their treatment of the demon bear? Um, I thought it was okay. Like the demon bear itself is not my favorite storyline. And it's really only, I think like two issues in the comic book. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a two, I think it's just a two story arc. Um, but it comes later though. Right? Like you've known yeah, Danny it, for a while at this point. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and it's when they've had those conflicts over, um, it's when they've had those conflicts over her going into their brains and pulling out their deepest, darkest secrets. And it's, you know, and it is when she's separated herself from the group and it's what gets her to go back to them. And it's, it's what gets them to kind of rally around her and realize that maybe they've been unfair because none of them have a lot of control over their powers. So why are they, why are they picking on her specifically? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't really like the way they treated the visuals of the demon bear. No, I, I like it very, it was very CGI. Well, it was too much bear. Like we know what a bear looks like. Like you have, it's called a fucking demon bear. Like, you know, like go, it's based on artwork by Bill Sienkiewicz. Like go I'm nuts. I was just going to say that it's not a bear. It's a Sienkiewicz bear. Sienkiewicz demon bear. Like go, like it should, it should be all like, teeth and and tongue and saliva and like shadow right you know what With i mean no straight edges was so no realistic edges yeah was dude like it was literally like it had a muzzle like <laughs> <it> had, <laughs> you know like i'm like no that's not I just, I was really disappointed with with the visual it's it's such an epic and and uh like well-known story arc and character, you know, and, and visual you're, you're drawing from, from Bill Sienkiewicz, who's like a legendary, you know, illustrator, comic book artist, like, dude, come on, <laughs> like do something more than the head, the normal head of a bear with red eyes. And then like a, a black goopy body, like give us more than that. Yeah. I mean, w- like, just like they did, they went full Kirby when they did Ragnarok. Yeah. I hope they go full Sienkiewicz oh. when they redo New Mutants. That would be amazing. I mean, just Warlock alone. Like, please, please give us a Warlock, a Sienkiewicz Warlock that just doesn't make any physics sense whatsoever. Yeah, how are they going to do that? I, hopefully brilliantly. <laughs> when does, at what point does Warlock come into the picture? Um, I think he came in, he came in relatively late. Um, 
because they add they add Doug Ramsey first, which right. is, who is Doug definitely integral to that story. I kept for some reason. This shows you how well I know how how well I don't know these comics. I was like, wait, doesn't Roberto die? And I'm like, who dies? Oh, it's not even. He's not even in here yet. Yeah, it's not. It's not even. Um, it's not even one of those people, right? Um, I would, I would have, I would have thrown him in before I threw in um, Ileana on that first go around. Wait, like I understand why because his powers aren't flashy. Yeah, but uh, he he came in New Mutants eighteen, so it was already a year and a half into the New Mutants run is when they introduced Warlock. Uh, sp- speaking of Doug Ramsey, spoilers real quick for House of X, Powers of X, but. Isn't he in? Isn't he the one that talks to to Krakoa? Mm-hmm. So he so he's back from the dead. Doug Ramsey is. Well, well they all are. Remember, because that's the whole that's the whole conceit is that they can bring back all the X Men anytime they want. But I thought, but that that was already figured out at that point. I thought Krakoa played a part. In, no, they didn't, huh? It wasn't Krakoa. Uh-uh. So no, it was the other. It was the five mutants. Okay, so that's how they. So they. So, but they never say that they bring back Doug Ramsey that way. No, he came back at some. I mean, I'm assuming that every character at this point that has ever come back has come back that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but except for except for Jean Grey, because best retcon in the entire history of <laughs> retcon. But uh, which was done on a dare, which just cracks me up. Okay. But I, I like I again talk about representation. I think it's brilliant to use Doug as soon as humanly possible, because when he's brought back in one of his iterations, um, he is definitely on the spectrum because he can communicate with everybody. The whole idea is, is he, but he doesn't know how to communicate socially. Like he can speak the language, but that doesn't mean that he understands what to do with it. And, and it's a great characterization of this character who just can't, can't do. It. I love the I love the new reimagination of um, Jean Grey, who also same thing is uh, kind of appears to be a little bit on the spectrum because she hears everybody's voices in her head, and she doesn't know how to separate what she hears in their head and what they say in real life. Yeah. Like it's it's it, there's a disconnect from her. Yeah, and I, like it's like there's so many opportunities now after the years of playing with these characters. Let's let's get the representation in there. Let's get. Let's let's do takes on these characters that have been done further into the story. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you feel now, Joe? I mean, this seems to be like this huge, like uh, uh, ominous kind of, you know, uh, uh, catastrophe on the horizon for so long. I feel like a weight has been lifted. Like I left there going, it's not as bad as it could have been. It was not good by any stretch of the imagination, but I think whatever they did in the re, you know, bringing it back to one fixed a lot of the problems in the direction it was. going. Yeah. It could have been way worse. And, and more importantly, it's over now. It's over. (laughs) Like we don't. And I never have to watch it again. Right. We don't have to (laughs) speculate. We don't have to worry. We don't have to anticipate. It's done. It's done. There's a new mutants movie that exists now out in the world. It's in the rearview mirror. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like a rainbow has just like broken through the clouds. 
Uh, well, thank you for going on this journey with me, everybody, not just Ray, but everybody who has had heard me freak out about this for three fucking years. Dude, they really picked the one to put you through it with. Uh, any shout outs? Um, God, I should have thought of this earlier. I don't know. I'll do mine and, and you can think. And if you don't have any, that's fine. Cause right. I've got two. All right. Um, I just quick shout out to Nick Kelly. He had me do some interview questions. Um, about Geektitude, I think they're coming out on December 10th, so we'll definitely forward that in social media to you guys so you can see it. But I have to say it has given it has reinvigorated my love for, for this podcast, and so hopefully there'll be some good positive changes coming out of it in the future. Um, and then also, uh, I didn't write this down, but I, had, uh, I appeared on Girls Gone Wow uh, that came out on Monday the 24th. First, I think that's when the Monday was. No, twenty third. So, if you want to go see that episode, I am on uh, Girls Gone Wow with EJ and Raven. And then uh, I got a very nice text message from Kenny Rotter a couple of weeks ago, and it made me very, very happy. So, just a shout out to to some old friends that that we love from this podcast. Cool. Anything, Ray? Yeah, it's going to be a repeated one, but I think it's fitting. Uh, because of how we sort of opened up the episode today. So uh, shout out to Rosie. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for <putting laughs> up with my recommendations and sort of like agreeing to go on the ride. That is, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my geeky interest, like, like uh, experiencing all the movies and stuff that I like to watch. Awesome. Cool. The next uh, thing we're going to do is I think we're having Larissa Garski and Justine, uh, Mastine back from Starship Therapized because they have a book. And so we're going to talk about their book. Ooh. And I think that's coming up on the next episode. That's so awesome. that should be 176. Uh, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, the geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, My HGTV Addiction, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, and sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Bamashock. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast or join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on various social media platforms at RayVargas3. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and just barely on Facebook nowadays. Um, I'm also spending more time on Slack and Discord because of work stuff. So I'm, I'm going to be on there more as well. Uh, if you want to look at my artwork, you can go to rayvargas3.com. Awesome. Well, that's it, everybody. Uh, we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, Ray. Thanksgiving. But um, it will come out the Sunday after, so um, hope you had a very safe and wonderful holiday. And we'll see you guys next time. Remember, next um, until next time, this week, keep it geek. Keep it geek.